Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. It is a huge edition of The Driver's Seat this week. We've got a mega feature interview, thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. And I will warn you now, this week's show is very, very Triple Eight heavy, so try and curb your rage at the door of our socials if you are a Triple Eight hater, because we're a very positive show here. And uh, right now, we're going to move, throw away all the negativity, and get straight into some positivity and segue into this. And now it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. Yeah, Burson Auto Parts are celebrating 50 years, and they're a big supporter of the FIA Girls on Track Australia program. And so is our next guest. And let's not keep her waiting, shall we? Jamie Whitcup has done an amazing job to claim the Sandown 500. All three of the Triple Eight Commodores will take up their podium positions. Triple Eight Race Engineering, 200 victories. Triple Eight Racing have won Australia's biggest motor race. Fantastic job. Yeah, she's part of the fabric of Triple Eight Race Engineering, and in addition to the many hats she wears there, she also is a broadcaster for Channel 7's motorsport coverage, and she's also an ambassador for FIA Girls on Track Australia. So please welcome to the driver's seat for the very first time, Jessica Dane. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> Hello, Jess, it is. It's great to have you Hello. on board. We've, yeah. we've had your dad I'm here. A, I'm a fan of this round of applause. <laughs> oh yeah, we brought the studio audience into. <laughs> oh, thank you. To listen thank to you, everyone. You tonight. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> hey, um, obviously, there's heaps to talk about with you. You've got a lot of things going on. I mean, you've moved into a different role at at Triple uh, Eight. You're, you know, obviously the uh, one of the sought after. Um, I guess. Well, you can't really say it at the moment. We're not really doing much, whether it be ARG or whatever. But mm. you know, Jess is on the broadcast for ARG. There's mm-hmm. there's uh, there's plenty going on in your life at the moment. Just plus, we've interrupted your study at the moment as well. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a fair bit going on. I actually got asked today. Um, I get asked it fairly regularly, and got asked it today. So what what do you actually do? And I was like, uh, many things. <laughs> uh, when we're not being hit by COVID. So yeah, between. Uh, between Triple Eight, uh, um, I also try and cram in, as you said, broadcast for not only the uh, the ARG round, so the TCR broadcast, but also um, I host the Rally Championship, Australian Rally Championship, and um, as you said, Girls on Track Ambassador, delegate, Australian delegate to the FIA Women in Motorsport Commission, um, and yeah, managing to fit a law degree in somewhere, albeit not very well, but. <laughs> 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 And Jess, I mean, our sport is traditionally male-dominated. We know that. Um, I think it's both refreshing and required, and I think it should be celebrated that 
you hold such a lofty role in our sport and particularly with your ambassadorship of, uh, of the FIA Girls on Track. But what does that program actually entail for those that don't understand? What is that program? It is a fantastic program. Um, I have to start off with that because it, it's, it's just awesome. It's, um, it started off as a program called Dare to be Different, which some people might be familiar with. And it's a program aged, uh, aimed at girls aged between 8 and 18 to get them into STEM subjects using motorsport as a tool to show them what possibilities there are open to them, not only in the motorsport industry, but also in wider STEM industries. In Australia, we have a far smaller pool of um, uh, like a motorsport pool than you do over in Europe or America uh, where where the program is also very successful. So while over in Europe and America and even in Asia now, uh, when they're not in lockdown, um, they can... <laughs> they can apply the program more widely to motorsport. We're conscious in Australia that, of course, our pool is, is much smaller. So that means that we can also use the program to tap into different different industries like mining, aviation, different STEM industries, um, and get their buy-in as well. And just show them that motorsport, show these girls that motorsport is an option to them. STEM subjects are good career paths. And we do all sorts of activities with them in a day. So, for example, um, next week on Monday, we're at Norwell for a Girls on Track Day. And then the following day on the Tuesday, we're at Triple Eight Race Engineering yeah, at right. my workshop there. And the girls will do um, a hand, handful of different activities. So they'll do um, simulator at Triple Eight or karting at Norwell. And then they'll also do a STEM challenge, a fitness and reaction challenge, the pit stop challenge. So they'll get to do all different aspects of of life in a motorsport team really and um and it's evolved over the years but and we've had had different challenges thrown in there over different activities thrown in there over the years but i think it's got really fine-tuned now that we're a few years into it and i and i think uh, correct me if i'm wrong but triple eight um have partnered actually with st hilda's here on the gold coast which is i think in fact the the gold coast only um only all girls school and I love it because my wife used to work for St Hilda's and I've got two daughters and one of them couldn't give a toss about motorsport but my (laughs) eldest my eldest stepdaughter absolutely loves Formula One so we've been talking to her about pathways to potentially get into engineering because she's like this full she doesn't take after me she's a full A-class student all that kind of stuff Uh, right now I think she'd just like to be Lando Norris's girlfriend uh, but we're trying to we're trying to move her towards engineer. Uh, Lando Norris is engineer. Engineer. That's exactly what we're trying to do. So I love that Triple Eight have made that commitment to you know a girls' school here on the coast. And it wouldn't it, wouldn't it be lovely if we could get WAU to partner up with say PLC or MLC in Melbourne or and and that sort of stuff? It would be a program that I'd love to see get expanded. Yeah, yeah, I've absolutely loved working with St Hilda's. So it actually came to my desk through Supercars. Someone at St Hilda's approached someone at Supercars um, and asked, oh, is there anything that we can do because we'd like to offer some kind of um, STEM um, scholarship to our girls? And um, the contact at Supercars thought of, of me and everything that I do with um, getting girls, trying to get more girls involved in motorsports. And it's been a real pleasure working with the school on how we can develop this scholarship. So it's gone from exactly that. It's, it's a scholarship that's awarded to um, 
a 15 year old girl for her to do a placement with us for one for two weeks in one year and then a couple of weeks in the following year so it's you know that she'll be with us for, for two years and create that relationship and um, and it's funded by the um, St Hilda's Foundation so the girl the the successful candidate doesn't have to pay anything and it's just I was blown away by the standard that I saw I had to go and interview the the four finalists Right. And I had been told beforehand, you'll be impressed. And, um, you know, I, I take everything with a pinch of salt. Uh, of but, oh, wow, they, they were just, they were, they blew me away. They really, really did, just with how mature and professional they all were. And the successful candidate who we've chosen for the first scholarship, a girl called Pippa, who's a boarder. Um, I just loved her passion for getting stuck into everything from um, from dirt bikes through to tractors on her family's farm back where she's from up north. So and good. it was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy with how the program is rolling out. And I've been expanding what we do with St. Hilda's. And I wish that we could do it with more schools. <laughs> I wish that every every <laughs> single girl who I spoke to or every school that I come across, I wish we could do something with them. But I'm working on a kind of wider community program with Triple Eight at the moment where we're... Um, trying to reach out to more more groups and just get involved because the difference that we can make to someone's life purely through showing them showing them through the workshop something as simple as that that takes can take an hour out of my day but it can make someone's year and sometimes we take that for granted us involved in motorsport every single day of our lives we take it for granted just how special it is yeah, and if we can uh, use what we have to make a difference, like I'll I'll die happy. <laughs> yeah, and and something that that for me, Jess, obviously being around motorsport for so long as well, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is Romy Mayer, who is a data engineer mm. at Triple Eight, and you know she's worked alongside David Couchy. She worked alongside Shippy when Shippy was there, um, engineering SVG. Um, so the the program is actually not just about making girls race car drivers is it's actually about there is many things that you can do within you know obviously anything but motorsport in general you know and and i think that she for for my personal opinion of of someone that's been in the industry to see what goes on i mean she's a massive inspiration for for girls from my view anyway Oh, totally. Romy's like my hero. Not only yeah. is she um, is she a fabulous engineer for us. She's she's German, so she she did her degree in um, in Germany, and she works for uh, Mercedes. She worked on their DTM program. She worked on their GP program. She's worked with some massive names over mm. in Europe, and then decided that she actually quite liked surfing. So she decided that she would <laughs> apply. Applied for a job with us out of the blue, and um, yeah, she she interviewed wonderfully. She studied in Singapore, so she was already she's she's such a well-rounded and down-to-earth person who just doesn't let anything stand in her way. And now she's a mum as well, just to throw another thing into the mix. Brilliant. And she took I think she took four months off work and then went, no, nah, I need to use my brain again. So she's um, her and her partner are splitting their time um co-parenting between them which is fabulous and she's uh, yeah she's doing as well as ever so it's she is a massive inspiration and the girls when we're doing a girls on track activity Romy who is also an ambassador for FIA girls on track she um yeah. the girls are just in awe of her because she coordinates the STEM workshops of course 
And talking of St. Hilda's as well, she put together an entire program when we had, um, I invited some of the St. Hilda's girls into the workshop and she put together a whole program where she got them using MoTeC. Um, she taught cool. them how to, um, how to program on MoTeC and then we took mm. the laptop down, plugged it into the car and showed them how when we're running up an engine, it relates to, to um, what they're seeing on MoTeC and how they can program stuff on there and actually make a difference in the car. And they were they they loved that time with Romy, and it's so relatable for them. I mean, they yeah. did other stuff. The girls did other stuff with um, a couple of the male engineers and a couple of the male mechanics. But having Romy there, showing them that she is not only holding her own, but going over and above in a male-dominated industry—that's exactly what Girls on Track is about. Yeah, look, I I think she's brilliant, and I I was talking. When we were having that discussion with my daughter about potentially going through to Formula One and what roles she could undertake and that sort of stuff, we were talking – I love that we were able to sit around the table and use names uh, like Shannon Keeley, who's the GM of Erebus, that you can go all the way to the top. Yeah. Yourself, Jess Dane, about also being at the top. Romy as well. I love that we can talk about that side of our sport and not just – a Pippa Man or a Simona De Silvestro or anything like yeah. that, so that it's well outside that range. And I, and I, I actually think, uh, I, I mean, I could, I could be wrong, but I think we're in a really good place in Australia. I think it sounds like what the what the FIA is doing and what Motorsport Australia is doing needs to happen. But I actually think it's gaining some traction, and I think it's gaining some traction because of the work that you've done, the work that Shannon's doing, your high profile. You're at the front, you know, Betty in in many respects as well. Um, you know, she's up the front there as well. And I think it's – I just think it's brilliant what you're all doing. I think it's gaining momentum. The St Hilda's thing is fabulous. The the, the girls on track program is brilliant. I, Even I, other little things like the um, uh, the Extreme E series, you know, you, you've got to have a male and a female yeah, driver. And exactly. It's, it's sensational. Like Molly Taylor doing some yep. amazing things. And I know you, you work pretty closely with Molly Taylor as well with the uh, – the girls on track and the FIA program. I mean, I, I saw it today on her on her socials again, landing somewhere in some country it's like Iceland. Greenland, Iceland. Sorry. I mean, Greenland. Ha, Greenland. Ha, and she's a great friend to our show, Jess. We, we've got her on all the time, and you know, Stevie J and I know her from ARG and all that kind of stuff. Isn't she doing brilliant things? Isn't she doing brilliant things? She's another one of my heroes. <laughs> she's, um, yeah, yeah. She's. I'm very fortunate that she's become a very good friend over the years, and we're actually just uh, we we had a FaceTime session. From, I think it was this time last week um, when she was still in England. So it's um, yeah, I'm absolutely loving seeing everything that she's achieving, especially after you know things things didn't work out when you know Subaru pulled out of the yes. ARC and she lost that funding despite having won the championship. And um, and to get that recognition on a global stage that she's now got, thanks to the platform that Extreme E gives her, it's it's so wonderful seeing all her hard work and determination paying off on that global stage. Yeah, I, look, I agree. And uh, I, Jess, I just wanted to quickly before we wrap up, you're very very generous with your time. Um, we do an off track part of this discussion today is for our off track update. Thanks to Burst and Auto Parts, but. It's not just just we wanted to talk to you about all the all the, the the stuff that you're doing with the women on track, but I also wanted to talk to you about Triple Eight because it's a big week. Let's be honest, it's a big week uh, leading up <laughs> leading <laughs> leading up to a relatively sizable announcement next week as to who is going to replace 
the goat. Now, I'm not going to try and get you to give us an exclusive. I know you're not going to do that. You're I am. Who is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> who is it, Jess? <laughs> tell us. Tell us who it is right now. <laughs> Jess, just between, between you, me, Stevie J, Nimsy, and about 250,000 listeners. Uh, no, no, no. So, I mean, how has it been around the hallways of Triple Eight? Because this is a big announcement. This is one of the biggest ones of 2021 and sets up a pretty serious next chapter for Triple Eight, doesn't it? Mm, it certainly does. It's, if you look back through our history, we're very fortunate to have kept, ma- maintained really good and long-term relationships with all of our drivers. I mean, realistically, we've had we've had three full-time drivers, really. Um, unless you, you know, looking back to the first couple of years with the likes of Steve Ellery, um, uh, and, and Paul Radsich and that before um, before Craig's time or Steve crossed over with Craig, of course. But yep. we've Wilson? been so fortunate to have those um, to have those long term relationships, mm. and that's and that's something that we want to keep going. So of course we had a heap of options open to us um, as to who it could be and and people who were really really deserving of the seat and who we knew could do a great job. But it's not just about who can do a great job in the seat. It's thinking about an all-round person with whom we want a lasting relationship. So, um, yeah, it was. Um, in some ways, it was a really difficult decision, but in some ways, it was a really easy decision. So, sure. you know us, we love dropping a good old media bombshell. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess, we've been incredibly generous with your time, and Jamie's replacement will be publicly announced August 31st. We unfortunately haven't been able to get a scoop. Before but... I go, I am. Um, before I go, I should throw in how if people want to get involved with um, FIA Girls on Track, I should throw in how you can do that. Please um, do. You can head to, Motorsport, motorsport.org.au and there is a tab at the top where you can find female participation or girls on track and that will give you all the instructions to get involved. There are two links and you can register either register your school or register as an individual and the calendar for events is also on that page as well. So please do sign up. We would love to see you at an event in the hopefully near future pending COVID. Well, there goes my notes because I was going to do that. So thanks for that, Jess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know what they can do, Nimsy. They can, whoever does sign up, they can probably spend the next six months you know, going through the motions learning. in learning and maybe trying to fix poor Jess's Hyundai Excel that her dad has turned into a batter, battering ram, I yes. should say. And uh, it's only about three it's inches shorter, didn't yeah. it? It needs yeah. a little. What the car or your dad? What is that? <laughs> I've got to say, I've got to say, Jess is okay after all of their uh, <laughs> after all of their smashes. I've got to say, the hard, the hardest, <laughs> the hardest working part of the Roland Dane Hyundai XL on the weekend was that race suit. It's getting tight, Jess. You got to get in, you got to get him in the gym. You got to get him in the gym. It was getting tight around the ballast, front ballast area. I'm saying nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. All I could say is people in glass houses, Matthew. But, Did you, you know, notice not... that I didn't say anything? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jess, you've been incredibly generous with your time, and uh, hopefully we get to see you at a racetrack soon. But yes, that website again, motorsport.org.au forward slash girls on track. You can check it out. Uh, sign up. And if you're lucky enough to, uh, Monday at Norwell Motorplex, there will be an event there. Tuesday, Triple Eight Race Engineering Workshop as well. But across Australia, you're even going to be at the Bend Motorsport Park later on in October, as we all say, COVID pending. 
Fingers crossed. But uh, it's a fantastic program. Get amongst it if you can. Motorsport.org.au. Jessica Dane, thank you so much for joining us on the driver's seat. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, hopefully see you at a track soon, whether that's at you know, ARG with Trans Am and Touring Car Masters or whatever. But yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you so much, guys. Jessica Dane joins us on our off-the-track update for Burson Auto Parts, known for first-class knowledge and service. You are listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. A big thank you to Jessica Dane, our feature interview for Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. And, uh... How good of her to give us so much of her time too. The superstar, isn't yeah. she? She's um you can see why she you can see that she's, you know, definitely cut from her father's cloth. Um she's a very good politician. Very passionate. But I think she's passionate, you're right, and I think she's passionate in the right way. Where mm-hmm. I think she's focused enough where she can she can place her skills and her profile and, and use it in the right way. Mm. You know, she's she's not she's not um, riding on the coattails of her father, essentially. She's doing a legal degree. She's, even though Jamie Wincup's going to be the new team principal, she's not upset about that. So there's a, there's, a, I think there was a belief perhaps that there was a level of expectation that she would go into that role. Um, and she's, you know, she's still commercial. She's still doing a law thing. So, yeah, still I'll doing all the uh, media work too with yeah. Channel 7. And I think she's a superstar. So much of really degrees involved. But um, yep. look, we did touch on it, and it's a great time to get into today's Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. Yeah, it is all weather, uh, all, it is Australian technology for all weather confidence breaking our Bendix Breaks big moment. J-Dub's replacement to be named next week and it is speculation central. Yeah, and I'm, gonna, and I'm going to throw to Stevie J. I mean, look, let, let's let's be fair. When it comes to Monday to Friday, I'm not at racetracks anymore. You are. You, mm. You're still instructing. You, you're still doing a lot of Porsche work with the likes of Fabian Coulthard and 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 a whole bunch of supercar blokes who still do driver training. Um Tell me what's what's their thought? What's the discussions at track level? Because I'm not exposed to that anymore. Yeah, the the discussion isn't like you think. Like no, normally, as you alluded to just in the previous interview with Jess, that you, know, you normally get an inkling. You normally get a leak somewhere. You normally get you know a, a pretty yeah solid yeah uh, rumor yeah. from somebody that knows. And this hasn't really been that way. Um, and I think a lot of the guys are genuinely um, curious about, is it going to be Brock Feeney? Is it going to be an international? Uh, is it going to be someone that none of us have even thought about um, who's off contract, like an Andre Heimgartner? But, you know, it's 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 funny. If you look back at Triple Eights, uh, the way that they've genuinely done things in the past, you know, with their drivers, mm. um They've never brought somebody from Super 2 straight up into the main game. Well, they haven't been able to, I don't think, have they? Who, who's, I mean, uh, Thompson was there. Was yeah, one Andrew of the, Thompson was one. Andrew Thompson was one. Um, but he wasn't full-time. He was only co-driver. Co-driver, but he was, he was he in was their, their Super, Super 2 program, two program, but they didn't bring them up. He exactly. probably didn't have an opportunity. Casey Stoner yep. didn't really have that an opportunity PR. to come through as well. So that, was, that was PR. I mean, essentially, but there hasn't been an opportunity to bring someone from Super 2 up through the ranks, have they? Yeah, but not even that. Um, they haven't, you know, obviously you've had Tickford that's done it. You've had, yes, you know, successfully, too. successfully as well. Um, you don't necessarily need to, to uh, bring somebody up from 
a lower, I wouldn't say lower grade, like the, the well, junior the, the category. Yeah, the second yeah. category down, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you can't, you know, you don't. they don't need to bring up someone th- right through their ranks through Super 2 and, and all that sort of thing um, from themselves. You know, there's no reason why they couldn't have handpicked somebody else that was running a different car, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Or fact, for a different team. Sorry like, to like, interrupt, guys. You know, like, um, sorry, Bryce Forward, you know. But just quickly, yeah, I want to. I think we should touch on that bit because aside from Tickford, is there mm. anyone that really does have like you know uh, a lower level into the main game kind of thing like like Tickford does? Because no one at, like DJ. Well, Brad have a Jones. Oh yeah, Brad yeah, Jones yeah. has tried. Brad Brad's Brad got a Jones. Super Three, Super Two, mm. Super One we, we, main game, which is DJ had it in the past. Yeah, DJ has had it in the past. But I think with the Brad Jones thing, that's also very much a business decision. You know, that's trying to maximize. Every, every dollar, dollar you can get, and 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 maximizing, like <laughs> and maximizing the the next level of cars. Yep. You know, when they're finishing the main game, we'll put them in Super Two, and then we'll run and them through we'll, Super Three. Absolutely, and we'll try. I, th- I mean, I think the grand plan, really, if you if you look at, and again, like I know we have a crack about him all the time, but if you look at um, Smith, don't say it. No, if you look at Smith, he's come from Super Three, Super Two, now in the main game. Now I know that's been bankrolled, and he's the first to admit that it's been bankrolled too. But th- that's the first driver I can think of, Stevie J, that's gone three two main game of any team. I don't, I can't think of anyone that has. There's been drivers, you know, Matt Stone Racing, Zane Goddard, they've gone through two and up to one. Kostecki's gone through two and up to Hazelwood. one. Hazelwood's gone through two to one. So I, I think it's a... It's a fairly new sort of thing. I, I th- Well, I think it... Well, I don't well, know if it's new, new but, but it's a process that's been done before, Nimsy. Yep. I just think with Triple Eight, they, as Jess said, they've only had three drivers in their history that yep. have gone into the main game. So I, they just haven't had the turnover, have they? It's very rare. Very a rare. A seat pops up. And even... That's right. So when SVG moved from Techno to Triple Eight, it wasn't because there was a seat vacated. They made another seat. They, they brought did. another car in. They did. And and you know, obviously back then their thoughts were Craig wasn't going to be around for that much longer, maybe another two years. And that's the way that it was. So then it went back to one car once Craig retired. Mm. Obviously they would have had to have had a lot of thinking uh, and a lot of planning in the process. And a lot of talking with Jamie, knowing, and Jamie would have had to give them an indication of when he thought that his time was going to come to an end. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, and it's not often you see that. You see guys like Russell Ingall. You know, Dad. Um, he was different. He had he had a send off. He had a year send off. Um, a lot of people don't. They just keep going, going, going until they until they lose their seat, mm. essentially, mm. because obviously they either they're not fast enough or they're not doing the job or they physically just can't do it anymore. So um, it's Plus, a bit Jamie's of a unique situation. And ja- exactly, like Jamie's second Super in the championship. Exactly right. So he's going out relatively on the top. Absolutely. You know, we, we always say that there can only be one winner at the moment. There's only one person can lead the championship, and SVG is untouchable at the moment. But, um, but yeah, Jamie's, I mean, Jamie's having a bloody good year, isn't he? And he's second in the championship, and he's going to bow out um, and then become the CEO. So let's well, – G- GM or CEO of Triple Eight? GM? Well, what's wrong? Team principal? Yeah, oh, team, no. principal. team principal. Whatever. Yeah. He's team principal. Big wig, the head honch, the, the top cheese, the big the enchilada. Big kahuna. The big kahuna. Um, <laughs> tell, tell me, and he's got some kahunas, oh, let me speak, tell you. You're speaking about enchiladas. Yum. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, Matty. <laughs> I was about to say, now, now you've gone down that rabbit hole. We're not going to get into that, Matty. Jeez Louise. <laughs>
Um, righto. Uh, give us, give us, let's go to the Johnson tote. Um, what, what are the chances? Who do you think it's going to be? Like who do you, you've come, you've come from the inner sanctum. You've been in the boardrooms. You've been in the driver debriefings. You know exactly what it takes to get where you, where they want someone to go. Who do you think it's going to be? Well, I think, I think it's honestly, I think it's going to be Brock Feeney and, the only way that I can't see that happening would be some intervention from maybe someone like Red Bull who right. would want specifically somebody else, right. right? That would be logically yep. and for the future of the team, yep. uh, it would be silly for them not to go with Brock, is my opinion. Okay. You know, they've, they've vested – yeah, sure, Brock's got his own sponsorship. He's got – you know, I'm sure Triple Eight are, are still – taking money from sponsors for the Super 2, you know, obviously mm. the Super 2 car that, that Brock's driving and the campaign that he's doing there at the moment. But when you look at that car and when you look at that team yeah. at the track, like they have got a lot of their head engineers on that car, yeah. um, engineering that car. So would they be doing that if he's not a chance of possibly taking that sure. seat? Not a chance. Sure. No way. Sure. So – I think it's Brock Feeney, yep. um, and I think that from the effort that I've seen them put in behind the scenes on that car and just the guy himself and the way he is moulded and the way he he is as a kid. Yep. He's not really a kid. He's a young man. Yep. Um, and the way he conducts himself and holds himself, he's perfectly groomed to go into that seat. And Jamie alluded a little earlier in the year that the new deal for the new driver coming in would be two years. Yep. Is that enough time? It has to be. You can't. In this day and age, you cannot give three and four year deals to somebody and lock them in if they're not doing the job in the top team of the category. It's simple as that. You you and it is a, it is a pressure cooker. It's a hard one. You go up against the best in anything. Geez, you want to be good because you'll be made to look second rate. Uh, hey Nimsy, I know we're going to go. We're going to go to an ad break, but I just in amidst all this lockdown um, in Sydney and and particularly Sydney and Melbourne at the moment. Um, Big shout out to to the guys and the guys and girls at Bendix, Bendix Breaks, and and Ian Bott because you're all doing it really tough down there. And and um, Bendix uh, has been a it, very big supporter of us too. They we've, have. We've had the big moment uh, for the past five years here on the yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're very thankful to those guys. And I mean, I'm personally thankful, Steve, because as you know, because <laughs> you fitted them to my car. Mm. Uh, brakes, rotors, and pads. I'm six months down the track. I think from that now. Sensational. Still the best brakes I have ever had on a road car. Um, if, you, if you're sitting at home and you want things to do or need things to do, jump online and get yourself – I know this sounds like a gratuitous plug because it is. Yeah. Go and get yourself some Bendix product and spend your time um, fitting them to your cars. I promise you, you will not be disappointed in their product. For my Mustang, it's been – it's actually transformed the car. So I can absolutely guarantee you I've got the full – Shoot and match on my car, uh, pads, rotors, braided brake lines on my performance car, and it it is sensational. Like like Molly used to say, do yourself a favour, go and grab some and chuck them on your car because they're brilliant. Mm, 100% there. Uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment.
Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Don't go anywhere. We've got our race rewind coming up next. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Right now, it is time for our race rewind. This is the driver's seat race rewind. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. We're going to look back at last weekend at Queensland Raceway, round two of the Promax TA2 Muscle Car Series because there was big, big Ws in the uh, win column for Team Johnson and it was car 117 that did all the work there. Uh, Young Jetty has just, talk about picking up uh, a TA2 muscle car. He has absolutely brained him on the weekend. He has, yeah. He did a great job on the weekend and uh, uh, I think surprised all of us, which is, you know, he's been doing that the last couple of rounds. So it's um, it was good to see him. It was actually good to see him run up the front and have to, you know, there's one, one the, the first race meeting going back, yeah, he qualified second, but he, ha- he had an issue. So he went to the back of the grid on the start so it, it almost took the pressure off. You're not at the front, so so he just drove and passed people, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know you you sort of just did your thing then. But he was starting on pole this time, and he got the starts, and he had to manage his race, and he had to think about it, not just go out there and drive the wheels off it, because you know that there was four races that he needed to make things last for. You get one set of tires, so you got to make your tires last. Um, and I was very impressed with how he did that because when you when you're a bit distracted with only people in your rearview mirror and nobody in front, it's a different, it's a it's a totally different ball game. And I think we talk about it all the time. Um, you have to learn how to win. Anyone can lead a race, but then there's a different point when you're at the front where you actually have to stay at the front and learn to manage tires and brakes, emotions all that kind of stuff. And it's a really big lesson for someone to learn. And, you know, in Jet's career so far, apart from karting, but in his car career, his saloon car career, he hasn't won anything yet. So to come out and do that and be emphatic, and yes, he wasn't racing against Aaron Seaton and Nathan Hearn and those guys, but he was racing against some pretty experienced Trans Am guys and beat them, beat them comprehensively. So uh, Russell Wright, who's a former champion, you know, he handed it to him. And Russell's easily top 10. Well, Russell with... was pushing Nathan Hearn the last round there. Yeah, that's right. So Russell's no slouch. And uh, I, I mean, it was great to watch. And I think it's an important step mm-hmm. in his career. And, and uh, you know, I, I get the feeling and I'm not, I hope not to be putting words in your mouth, Stevie J. But for me, if he was my kid, I'd be... This is in 2022. I'd be graduating him up to to Trans Am to come and play with the big boys, and um, and that's when we'll start to see where he's at. But it was a really good weekend for Team Johnson and it's almost, uh, Jetty. It's almost like you were reading my mind, Matthew. This <sighs> doesn't come down to the fact that. It's not we might much, have spoken hey, about it. Let's be fair. There's not a lot going <laughs> on in that mind. It's I'm not, not <laughs> like I'm trying to read a Bible. Right? I might have messaged you and said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not getting ahead of ourselves here, Matt. We need to see where he's at against guys like Seth yeah. and Hearn. But yeah, and and that's going to be true. the test in those yeah. cars because those guys are the guns, and I think that's where you're going to need to test him. So it's going to be something really good to watch, I reckon, for next year. And didn't he get 
I tell you, the socials were up and about. Oh, they were, it was. Weren't yeah. they up and about <laughs> they for were. Young Johnson? And Channel 7, if you don't mind. Channel 7 picked him up and did a, a news piece on him on mm. the Sunday news. So he's uh, he's getting the Johnson name. I mean, there was Ruth Borsman, uh, Borsman sorry, said, well done, young man. Neil Sebring said, great job, Jet. Deborah Kennedy, go, Jet. Woohoo. Uh, Colin, I think it's Siapara or Kipara. Nimsy Kipara, great job. Congratulations on your win. Onwards and Uplands. We had Shane Eastwick, Tom Hinton. Tom's actually a regular, I Tommy think, on our show too. Yeah, Tommy Toowoomba. Let's hope Jet can get a budget together to go to the ARG round at Tail and Bend. Hopefully he can beat Matt McKeldon. Spelt in an interesting way with McKeldon, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, I've got to tell you, if you're listening, if Jet doesn't beat me, it'll be... Something will have gone desperately wrong with that car. <laughs> so uh, I am nothing now. I am on the edge of retirement. I'm nearly 50 years age, and I'm about three times the size of Jet weight-wise. <laughs> so if I don't get flogged at tail and bend, there'll be a serious debrief in the Team Johnson trailer, I should imagine, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, with a cane. With a cane. <laughs> <laughs> that was our race rewind here on The Driver's Set. We do it thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Back with loose ends right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. We'll get to some loose ends before we wrap up the show. Um, we've just uh, seen the first of the E-Series rounds. Uh, yeah. The, the Cash Converter Supercars E-Series is back. Uh, new yep. naming rights partner as well for the fourth edition of the Virtual Championship. Repco jumped yep. on board. Uh, BP Ultimate, who have fielded uh, a team actually this time around. But uh, the E-Series will run until September 29th. And uh, there are 23 experienced sim drivers which take part in a pro series. Nine of those drivers aren't aligned to a supercars team. And then, of course, you've got the all-star series, which features full-time drivers. Now, some teams have gone all in, like Dick Johnson Racing, for example, has both Anton and Will on the grid. All four BGR drivers are in, same with Matt Stone Racing. Whereas other teams have got at least one full-timer, like Chaz is the only driver from WAU, Waters and LeBrock from Tickford. SVG from Triple Eight, et cetera, et cetera. But um, this really is, I don't want to say life support for supercars at the moment because... You could the, say that. Well, yeah, the, the, well, as, as, as we alluded to, like the best case scenario, I mean, Sydney's numbers have gone through the roof a little bit. Melbourne's yep. not as bad, but they're not great. No. And um, getting on top of the COVID outbreaks is really the most important thing because the remaining fine, five rounds are the majority of which in Victoria and, of course, Bathurst, New South Wales. So totally. So yeah, well, that's what i got to say. Like the E-Series is pretty much needed to get us through until that October 2nd gap. Oh, Nimsy, 100%. And, if, of course, if you're a corporate partner for one of these supercar teams and you've committed a truckload of dough that these teams need to be able to compete the rest of the season, it's a very dark period. It's a very quiet time, isn't it? So this not only gives the drivers – well, not only gives the fans something to watch and cheer about Stevie J, um, it gives the partners a, and a, a, some kind of audience to be on a car, um, keeps them happy and and hopefully uh, keeps their brand in in um, keep their, focus. Yeah, yeah, it keeps their brand in focus. And and the thing is, we're all trying to do our best. I, I did an interview with Perth during the week, Nimsy, and I said I think it's a very important thing 
because we're one of the only sports that can do this. Yes. You can't you can't put on a virtual rugby league game or a virtual uh, AFL game. You could probably do cricket, I suppose. Is there a cricket game? No, no, vir- could, I don't know. Yeah, it's called so- test match. Test match. <laughs> you lay it out. <laughs> you lay it and out on the, the little legend bowler, table. Yeah, you flick the guy you flick over. The ball, and then down the thing. Yeah, you're down the other end with a little batter, yeah. with a little handle. Do you realise how old we sound right Holy now? Holy cow, that was oh, a cool game. Great game. Now, the to be fair, it, people the, still love it. It's Trent and Andrews are still going at it with the little ball bearing. You've never seen one work hard enough. The kid... They Mate, I've seen some ball bearings work pretty hard. Let me tell you. <laughs> On the back of my uh, back of my billy cart when I was a kid, we had ball bearing wheels. They were unbelievable. Um, the kid that had the uh, test match game mm-hmm. in the street, mate, he was the most popular kid in summer. <laughs> yeah, he was. We were all at that kid's house, weren't we? So, look, Nimsy, I think it's it's really important. We're one of the only sports that can do this. We can involve our our high profile drivers. We can include our partners. We can inv- we can include our commentary team from our main game. Yeah, so I think back. it's. Crompo back from his uh, from his treatment for prostate cancer. Welcome back, Crompo. I think it's a great thing. Um, is it perfect? No. Um, is it is it going to appeal to everyone? No. Will it appeal to some people? Yes. And for that reason, I think it's great. And we welcome cash converters to the table on that one, which is a new partner and good on them for for committing to the series. Well, just just to put it into perspective, so at the moment, like the NRL and um, the AFL also, much like supercars, rely on TV money to to fund their... to fund their, you know, their respective codes. And the yep. NRL, I think I heard Vossi on um, SEN Sydney say that about $45 million has been spent by the NRL to keep the competition going because they can't do anything in Sydney. Uh, the AFL is losing 5 to $6 million per week just keeping the game going and keeping it on the road because they've both got teams in Sydney and now Melbourne that are playing either in front of empty crowds or they have to relocate to Tassie or relocate to Perth or go up to the Gabba. So there is a lot of money that, uh, let's face it, Supercars doesn't have a coffer the where they can go. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's right, Nimsy, but I don't think these other ball sports, these other codes, that's not sustainable moving forward. No. Um, into 2022, there has to be a change somewhere because, you know, Rugby League and AFL. And uh, Australia without Rugby League is not Australia. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. So, rugby league, uh, uh, you, you, there is a time. There's a there's a clock ticking. Mm. So, I think we we're very lucky. We should all support the E series, the Cash Converters E series. Um, it's all we got at the moment. So let's jump on board. Let's support it. Are we going to see a Johnson, either Junior or JJ? Junior, no. Junior, not Jet Johnson. Junior, Junior. There's been no one's reached out. No one's no one's. Throwing a dollar figure at you to climb back behind the wheel to do an E-Series race? No, they have not, Matthew. Mate, supercars, what are you doing? <laughs> well, what are uh, we doing? It's well, just got to get you back it's a, it's a total opportunity lost by oh, them, Matthew. Total. And a total opportunity lost for you to send an invoice. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. Exactly. It's just loss. Just total loss so on both So reach out, fronts. supercars. Yeah, at driver's seat, driver seat show on uh, <laughs> Facebook if you'd like to get in touch, guys. But yeah, the We're not talking about Steve, by the way. We're talking about Jet. <laughs> JJ. Junior, Junior. But um, uh, the E-Series will run until September 29th. Broadcast live on Fox Sports 506, KO and 7 Plus as well, as well as the Supercast Twitch, Facebook and YouTube channels. Also, uh, a couple more before we put this to bed. No Gary Rogers at Bathurst this year. Uh, the 25-year streak of Bathurst 1000 appearances is over, with GRM confirming it will not be at Mount Panorama this November. Oh, sad, isn't it? Yeah, that, and that's just down to if it does run and there's going to be no people there. 
You know, yeah, simple as that. I mean, is there going to be any supercars and the, at Bathurst? And the, yeah, and the same thing with um, with the Murphy Stanaway yeah. uh, Wild Cup. There's no way they're going to come no. um, until there's. And, you know, we've heard it from Peter Adderton that he want. It, it's a team for the fans, yeah. and if the yeah. fans aren't there, he's yeah. not going to be there. Um, I also think it's sad for Nathan Hearn too, because I think we're all hoping that Nathan, after the debacle of last year with his super license, might have been given a bit of a crack at it this mm. year, but. Um, uh, maybe next year for him. Hey, and just to wrap up, Nimsy, I know we laugh about it, and I know we talked about it earlier in the show, but Renee Gracie. Um, I mean, I know. Let, let's be let's be completely flat out. I know Renee. I know Renee from when she and I used to work together at AMG and a few other different drive days. So I rang her up during the week. I rang up Grace, and I said, hey, what's going on? There's a lot of press clippings going around that you want to get back into supercar that you've got a million bucks to spend. I can see you laughing. Don't laugh. Shush, don't laugh. This is serious. You've got a million bucks to spend. Um, what are your chances of getting back in love? And she said, oh, I'd love to, and, we, and I've got the money to do it, but supercars won't touch her, so to speak. Uh, so there will not be a Renee Gracie back in supercars. There will not be a Renee Gracie in Cup so as she's as she seriously had genuinely talks with supercars about Absolutely. coming back, they will not touch her. Really? No, no. no. Well, they won't let her. They, they won't, won't accept her. They will not accept her back on the grid. Um, Cup car will is not allowing her to do the same. Apparently, GT uh, reached out and said we'd love to have you in a car. That wouldn't be a problem. And she's now looking at Trans Am for next year. Yeah. Right. So um, I mean, look, she's she's serious about what she wants to do, Nimsy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's got some funding. Um, she's got some funding, uh, whether it's self-funded or from fans, so to speak. We may see Renee back in another car next year, but it won't be a supercar. There you go. Well, uh, a big thank you to you, Jess Dane, for joining us on the driver's seat. Uh, we'll be back again same time next week with another big edition. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.